I think the most common question young people ask themselves, 18, 19, vegan, want to start having an impact in the community in the world is, yo, should I start a vegan business? Should I start a business? And the answer is no. Only start a business if people are asking you to solve the problems. But at the same time, you need to start providing value to others for them to actually ask you for it. Hey, welcome to the fifth episode of Chickpea Power, the podcast for vegan athletes and entrepreneurs who wants to change the world. Listen, I know you're going to enjoy this interview. Let's get it. Yo, I'm your host, Oliver Zergis. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on the fifth episode of Chickpea Powered. I had to do this intro a couple of times because I kept clapping my hands because I'm so excited. But wow, we're already number five. I know it's not much, but for me, it's a big feat, especially considering I started way back in the summer and now we're back in the middle of winter on episode five with again two amazing guests we have giacomo marquise and dali taylor who are both the founders of vegan proteins which is one of the first online vegan supplement stores for vegan bodybuilders and athletes which has slowly transitioned towards an online coaching business and they have done a crazy tremendous job working it out all by themselves and competing with some of the big behemoths of the industry so today they're going to share exactly with you how they got started on the vegan business and entrepreneurship and how you can start implementing what they did to your business and start having a following and start getting yourself out there and bring value to other people. So I'm really excited. Once again, you're going to get so much out of this. Go take a walk. Go get some fresh air. Go treat your body so nice, low, sleddy, st- <laughs> not sleddy, steady state cardio. And again, they've been vegan for 10 years. They know their stuff. They have been immersed. They have, they're constantly going to vegan fests, organizing their own vegan fest. They're bodybuilders with so much experience. I can't say enough good things about them. So Without further ado, let's get started with the awesome interview. Cool. So what got you started with vegan proteins and plant-built? What came first, actually? Vegan proteins came first. Okay. Uh, Vegan proteins was a concept that I had as a fundraiser for a project that Robert was doing with vegan bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. You know, with this, you know, Continuing in the spirit of growing the community together and connecting people, Robert had this idea of having several vegans compete on the same stage at the same time. And believe it or not, back then, it was a really, really, really big deal that even three of us were able to do it. Mm-hmm. It was so big of a deal. We wanted to, you know, we wanted to make a documentary out of it. Now, the documentary, the, the footage never wound up, uh, you know, forming a story. But the concept, like, the, the tracks were laid down for that. Anyway, so Vegan Proteins was a store that we opened up because we saw people having a hard time getting gaining access to vegan supplements. Mm-hmm. So we decided to use it as a portal to donate to this project. And uh, after, the, after the project, we decided to keep it open and make it a business. And so that's how Vegan Proteins came to be. Okay, wow. So you started a nonprofit. You identified, like, a problem that – there was not many supplements around the vegan niche, and then you just started helping that out. Yeah, so it started just as a fundraiser. People would buy um, Sun Warrior protein from us, and the money that was, you know, the profit went towards this documentary that unfortunately never came to be. And when we announced, like, okay, this documentary probably isn't going to happen, so we're going to stop this fundraiser, a lot of people who had been supporting the fundraiser said, wait, don't don't stop selling this because you're the only place that I can get it. 
Um, so we decided to keep it open as a for-profit business and expand upon the things that we carried because back then in 2008, it was really hard to find vegan protein powders in stores anywhere. So it did definitely fill a need in the community at that point. Uh-huh. And how was it like starting out? Did you just start talking to your group, to your community, and start saying, hey, we have these vegan proteins. Would you like to have some? So it started out online, again, in the forum. We let people know we were making this documentary, and this is how we were going to try to fund it, was by selling protein powder. And the word just kind of spread from there, um, mostly all on the internet. But again, this was just when Facebook was starting to be released to people that weren't just in college. Um, so it was a pretty small community even then, and But we did utilize it, and I do think that helped a lot. And then from there, I mean, it was just very slow, organic growth at first. Um, Mm -hmm. And we really put a lot of time into every person's order and writing them, like, a personal thank you note and decorating their box so it looked really cool when it showed up at their house. (laughs) And that personalized touch really made people want to continue to support us for years, actually, which was really cool. But there was a lot of word of mouth, and then eventually we started doing the VegFest circuits and meeting people face-to-face. Wow, cool. And then how did you get organized with the VegFest? You just had so many people that were giving you a thumbs up with your brand, and then you said, hey, come over, we have a VegFest? Uh, Giacomo did most of that, so. Okay, yeah, okay. so so basically, you know, we, we were aware of the VegFest circuit through Robert because uh, we had went to an animal rights conference uh, the year that we had all met. And then we realized that there were other VegFests all over the place. We were like, wow, this is really cool that we can get the word out like this and connect with other people face-to-face. And um, so then we decided to start traveling to different shows and table and showcase our products and make people aware like, hey – I know you guys can't find this where you are right now, but guess what? It's available, it's online, and you can support other vegans, and you know, and that's why that's why we're existing, and that's why we're here. Um, so we really enjoyed uh, doing that over the years. Cool. So, like, that's like for me, it's like a dream come true. It's like a big success story. So, like, <laughs> I'm wondering, like, did you have any concerns in the back of your head, or was it all like smooth sailing? We're going up, up, up. I mean, there were a lot of concerns, I think, as the store grew. Um, Because it was a store and because it was just the two of us doing all the work um, and with the emergence of much bigger stores like Amazon and Vitacost and places like that online, um, it was very hard for us to be able to offer competitive prices because we were such a small store um, comparatively to those huge, huge stores. So we understood fully that the people that were supporting us were supporting us because they wanted to, not because they had to after a certain point. Because although when we started, it was impossible to find these things in other stores, you know, it's a lot has changed in veganism in 10 years. And now you can Mm -hmm. walk into even CVS and buy some of these things. (laughs) Um, So Yeah, that was always kind of looming in the back of our head was that like the more uh, the more veganism became a social norm, the better it was for veganism, but kind of the worse it could potentially be for our business because that niche was being filled kind of everywhere across the world. So didn't really need our store so much in the end there. (laughs) 
Alright, so you would say your main advantage was customer support and just really putting as much love as possible in the packages you sent out. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And how exactly, if you could like really break it down into how you put as much care as possible into like with your customers? I think that we really made sure to treat our customers as people and, you know, not as shoppers. And we, you know, the the effort didn't start and stop with the order itself. I mean, and the other thing I have to remember is we genuinely want and wanted and still do want to connect with the community. That's how everything we did was birthed. And I think that that's at the very core of whatever it is that we do, um, you know, even with our coaching efforts. So aside from like packaging up an order and, you know, staying in touch with the customer and decorating on their box, you know, we would find them and, and thank them afterwards on social media and stay in touch with them, let them know that we'd be at a veg fest and we hope to look forward to meeting them. You know, these are people that, you know, it wasn't a business model. It was like, this is just our life. Like we genuinely enjoy growing the vegan community and being a part of it. Yeah. And I think that also putting out really good quality content um, about veganism, about fitness, about things we knew that our customers were interested in and that obviously that we are interested in made people um, feel like they knew us and they weren't just buying from a store. They knew that they were buying from actual people and putting that content out and actually answering questions when people had them um, kind of morphed eventually into what is our coaching business now. So even though we started as totally just like an e-commerce store, we've since evolved into not having the e-commerce store really and doing almost exclusively coaching other vegan athletes. So it, the business model has changed so much, but very organically. Yeah, I think it's really awesome that you started with the customer in mind because I think it's very easy, especially for young people like me and my friends, to even if you're in veganism, start thinking really about the money and how can I benefit myself. And it's really great to have an example like you guys to actually share. No, it's not about just me. It's about us. And we gen we're generally interested in the vegan community and helping other people. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I think that customers can see through that too. Like the people you're working with, whether they're customers or clients or whatever, if the if you're not truly like passionate about what it is you're doing, they can see that and they're not that interested in working with you. But it, it can be hard, especially like you got to pay the bills. You know, I understand that too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's say I'm an 18 year old why well, I'm an 18 year old turning 19 tomorrow actually is my, is my birthday oh happy birthday <laughs> thank you <laughs> so um and I've been a vegan for say two years one year now and sure I had the benefits I had my transformation I lost all my acne I've lost a couple pounds but I really want to spe start getting involved in the community and I don't know how what would be a few guidelines or a few kind of pathways you would tell me to take if I wanted to start uh, having an impact not necessarily vegan but just start promoting a better lifestyle whether it's for the planet for the animals or for health so okay I think if you wanted to become a part of a community going on to Facebook or Instagram is actually a really really good place to start you said you're 18 so probably Instagram is probably the better place to start uh -huh. for yeah. you and what I would do is I would two two parts here one I would start searching for relevant hashtags to the things that you're interested in veganism vegan athletes 
um, helping other people go vegan, things like that, finding those hashtags and find the people that are using those hashtags frequently and engaging with them, commenting on you know, their stories and what they're doing genuinely, of course. Meanwhile, also sharing about your own story um, and using like the appropriate hashtags for that also so that other people that are looking for the same will be able to find you. Um, and I think that's a really, really great place to start. I tend to prefer Instagram more than Facebook, even though Facebook technically has the communities um, I find that the environment on Instagram is a lot more friendly and positive and engaging. Um, but that said, there are a lot of really great Facebook groups that you could join as well. And some of them are not so great. So you'd have to uh -huh. sort of find the one that fits your personality the best. Um, and same, same situation there. Start sharing your story and start um, communicating with other people in similar situations. So really being genuine about it and just being generally interested into what I am in the aspects I love about veganism, not necessarily falling into a bandwagon of, oh, hey, everybody's in the fitness world, so let's go there. Yes, um, because I feel like there's so many different kinds of vegans. Like, there's so many different vegan niches that you could, you know, find that you feel passionate about. There's, like, you know, strictly, like, health vegans, there's the animal rights vegans, there's the gym bro vegans, there's entrepreneurial vegans, there's um, there's pretty much like a vegan community for any group of people that you could, you could imagine, really. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just about finding those people and connecting with them. And it's easier now than it's ever been to find those people. So definitely take advantage of that if you can. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to, uh, to know, what groups do you associate with? Um, well, we just started a brand new group, actually, uh, for our podcast listeners. So we're pretty excited about that one. That's the Muscles by Brussels radio group. Okay. Um, but some other really good ones are um, vegan bodybuilding and nutrition, uh, mm -hmm. vegan bodybuilding and fitness. If you're an entrepreneurial type of person, there is the Vegan Professionals Network, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. That's a really good one. Um, man, there, there's kind of more than I can think about. There's what's the plant fit plant. Planting, yeah. yeah. Plant fit is a great one as well. Um, yeah. So I would say just pick a couple of pretty decent sized groups and try to become as active in them as you can be. Um, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like that. So I know I, I was trying to like funnel it into something more of like advice nature, but I really want to take it back and ask you more about when did you realize that plant-built and vegan proteins was really something you were passionate about? Was it since the beginning you knew that it was going to work out? Or was there like an, a specific moment that you remember? I don't know that we ever knew it was going to work out per se, but I, I think that we knew that this direction that we wanted to take with our lives and we were, we were going to, to go full steam ahead in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, as far as, plant build is concerned that that is an idea that came 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 to us organically much later on down the road actually and it was still from the same idea of when we had tried to you know when we did that fundraiser um and the idea of having several vegans meet up and compete on stage so you know later on i uh i had decided to 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 
do that idea, you know, to take that idea and run with it and to, to do it better than ever. Because as I saw the community uh, growing and I saw so many more people um, putting them, being able to put themselves out there through social media, I said to myself, wow, we have like a giant opportunity here to be able to say, hey, guys, why don't we get together as a team in person? I know it's all well and good that we can connect digitally, but why don't we make a statement in person? That could be so powerful. And we started that off in 2014, I believe, or 2013. Mm -hmm. um, we competed as a bodybuilding-only team. I think there were 14 of us. And it was amazing. It was unprecedented. Years later, now we have uh, sub-teams of bodybuilders, powerlifters, kettlebell sport lifters, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFitters, and we're even going to have strongmen and other teams. And there's like a whole bunch of us doing this now. It's pretty awesome. But I think the really cool thing about it, and to answer your question, um, plant-built especially started solely as a passion project. Like we've never made money off of plant-built. It's just about growing the community. Mm -hmm. And I guess the, the time that I realized that it was, there were a couple times where I realized like, oh crap, this is actually pretty successful. Um, was they put some screenshot of our team up on what the hell, which we, we had no idea that we were like shown in that movie at all was one no time. Way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another, t uh, well, another bigger thing is just how much it's turned into more of a movement than to do with our actual team. Mm. Like if I go on social media and like, for a while, you know, we were the only people that were ever using the hashtag plant built because it was just our little plant built team. And now there's like over 200,000 pictures with that hashtag on it. And nobody even knows what it is anymore. Like they don't even know that it came from that team. They just know that plant built is like being vegan and strong and fit and showing the world what you can do as a vegan. So there's all these people using it. And I was like, oh, this isn't even about us anymore. This is like, this is a much bigger thing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's when I realized Plant Built was pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm going to start uh, using the Plant Built hashtag now. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> hey, what I was going to say was, like, it, it's something we've always tried to express also. It's it's always been the goal to that it's not about our team or us. We've always wanted it to be about the community. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, I'm interested to know because – since it's part of a community and you're not just liable to yourself, you also have a kind of inv an investment and kind of a trust with other people. Did you ever find it hard and ask yourself, maybe I should quit this? Maybe I should just stop altogether? Or was you never had those types of thoughts? Uh, we, yeah, we've definitely had those types of thoughts with Plant Bill. Not, not that we should quit this because it's kind of its, its own thing now. I don't think we could stop it if we wanted to. Um, but because, you know, it's a nonprofit, it's, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with sort of owning a nonprofit. And when other people start to have their hands in the pot, kind of, so to speak, not, not the money pot, but like when they have their hands in, in, um, you know, what direction you're headed and what you're going to do, it can get a little bit messy because at the end of the day, all the responsibility is still going to fall to Giacomo and myself. So it's really hard to be diplomatic and try to kind of do what the community wants to do while also sort of protecting yourself um, financially and with taxes and, and things like that. And I think 
that it's easy for people to get kind of, or, or just like kind of not agree with what you're doing. Um, but again, at the end of the day, if anything ever were to happen with that nonprofit, it would come down on our heads. So we have to kind of make the best decision for plant built and also for ourselves. All right, time for a superfood of the week break. Ironically, we do not have a superfood of the week, but I want to share with you how you can start your vegan business. And it's so, so simple. You don't have to complicate it. Keep it simple, stupid. So identify something you're good at. You don't have to be great at it. You don't have to be master. Just something you're good at. Maybe you're good at painting. Something. Maybe you're good at social media. I started my social media marketing agency for vegan brands because that's what I was good at. Maybe you're good at singing, good at dancing. Maybe you're a problem-oriented person and you know you know how to create a brand story will go to the people who need your help who have a problem need to be solved and give them the value for free build a long-term relationship with them and over time the returns on your investment will be so far greater than if you were looking for a quick fix okay so go find a skill you're good at and go bring it to the people who need it most Okay, so I'd love to ask you now, because you guys are big fitness fanatics. I know you you have the body to show it off, and you look just amazing. So I wanted to ask you, what did the first 60 minutes of your day look like? You go ahead, Giacomo. Your day is totally different. <laughs> his, his is much more inspiring than mine. I promise that. <laughs> uh, well, wake up, have my cup of coffee. Um, I, I, I'm not always on my routine, but the way I prefer to start the first 60, 60 minutes of my day is wake up, coffee, meditate, uh, I'm sorry, wake up, coffee, walk the dogs, meditate, stretch, plan my, uh, visualize my workout because I usually write it a week in advance. Um, and then I just, you know, I go about my business and later on in the day I train. Mine is so uninspiring next to his, but, uh, <laughs> He's a morning person and I'm a night sure. owl. So my nighttime is super, super productive. And my morning is like, I'm like a zombie. So <laughs> I can totally imagine. Uh, Giacomo, you said you talked about visualizing your workout. How exactly do you do that? So when I, when I write my workout a week in advance, I also plug in the numbers for my, the attempts that I want to make for my lifts. So in the morning, I look at my journal, and I look over my lifts, and I look over the, you know, the weights that I, I want to attempt to to lift at the gym. And then I imagine myself, I mean, I don't get, like, too into detail, but I definitely imagine myself being able to do it and what that feeling is going to be like. Um, and I, you know, I, I kind of, like, dwell on that for maybe five minutes or so. And then when I get to the gym, I'm, like, already mentally prepared to uh, to do it. Mm -hmm. And you feel it makes a difference? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some, some evidence out there that, you know, if, if you think about your muscles performing an exercise, like they literally light up and they become active. So, I mean, I'm not saying how, how true that is, but I will tell you anecdotally that when I think about myself performing a lift, um, I mean, there's some level of me getting hyped up about it for sure in advance. And, um, and when it comes time to perform – um, it does play a role in my ability to perform better. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I really think it's cool that you mentioned that. I was reading uh, Elliot Hulse. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. And he mostly said that it's all our nervous system. So that's why he visualizes as well. And I think it's cool that you're doing it. And he said that, yeah, it's a nervous system. So when you fire and you visualize, that nervous system still is activated, even though the muscle fibers not, aren't necessarily. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I even do that when I lift as well. Like right before every lift, I imagine myself uh, doing it even more vividly. And then, like, by the time it's it's ready for me to get under the bar, like, there's just there's just no stopping it. And that momentum does help. And maybe as a final, like, kind of last round question, let's say I'm not ready to go about veganism. I know I want to, but it's just not working out for me. Is there anything, like, you do with your clients about it? Uh, yeah, if, if somebody has that kind of a, a limiting belief, we usually try to look at, like, what it is that they're afraid of, first of all, because um, usually once we can identify the fear, it's pretty easy to sort of debunk that fear. Um, but if we're just hitting like technical roadblocks, then we just sort of deconstruct those as well. If someone says, well, this just isn't working out for me, um, then we say, okay, well, what exactly are you doing? What exactly are you eating? How much are you eating? When are you eating it? Um, are you getting enough sleep? Are you, um, are you missing certain foods that you're not replacing? Like, did you try to go from eating McDonald's cheeseburgers every day to just salads <laughs> every day? Because that's going to be pretty, uh, that, that's probably going to be a failure. But if we can replace a McDonald's cheeseburger with a vegan cheeseburger, then maybe you're going to have a little bit more success. So I think the biggest if they have a this just isn't going to work for me type of mentality, then we break everything down into baby steps. And once we do that, it becomes so much easier to tackle and eventually make the full switch over to a fully vegan diet. And they kind of don't even know it's happening because the changes are so small and easy. How can people um, support what you guys are doing? How can people get in touch and take the next step with you? Probably the best way to get in touch with us is actually on social media, honestly. I mean, obviously, they can find us at veganproteins.com, but if they want to, you know, maybe just shoot us a question or kind of see what we're, what we're up to at the moment, um, we're both very active on Instagram. My name is at veganproteins, and Giacomo's is at musclesbybrussels. And also the Facebook group, the Muscles by Brussels Facebook group is a really good one also. Once again, we did it. We made it to the fifth episode of Chickpea Power, the podcast for vegan athletes and entrepreneurs. Listen, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. This means so much to me. And head out to Chickpea Power and go grab your free guide to becoming a vegan in 2018. Have a wonderful day. Stay awesome and stay tuned for weekly uploads of the podcast every Saturday. Let's get it. Bring you all those crazy vibes with good, positive vibes. Have a great day.